It was the year of fans. The year of newbies. The year we reviewed the show with love. It was the year of predictions. The year of great feedback. The year of puns. And the year of memes. It was a new season. It was a podcast of future history. It was the year absolutely nothing changed. The year is 2015. The show down below. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. Hi, man. Well, Beth will be joining us soon, hopefully, and Heidi won't be with us this week, but we are pleased to be joined by, I think, a first-time visitor down below, but he does send many transmissions out of the way. It's Garsto. Hello, everybody. Hey, Garsto. Hey, Good to hear your voice. Well, I heard your voice on the Sensei podcast. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of kind of heard you before. Yeah, well, then I need to go listen to the Sensei podcast, obviously. Or the, their old fans of Babylon 5 yeah. and they remember you from the um, Babylon podcast days. Yeah. 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 So how did you come to know Babylon 5? Okay, how did I come to know <laughs> 5? We have to go back in time. It's a time Frank- travel episode. Yeah. Franklin memory must have been like 95 or 96. So relatively early in the series history. It was on TV here in the Netherlands and a classmate, uh, at the time I was like 12 or 13 years old, introduced me to it. I caught parts of the first couple of seasons and by the middle of season three, I was pretty much hooked and, uh, watched everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Watched everything when it came out on DVD, and then rewatched everything again, and the usual. I mean, if that Blu-ray release, we'll watch it again. (laughs) Hello. Hi, Beth. Hey, we'll be (laughs) back again. Sorry. Sorry. That's no problem. We just started early. (laughs) Yeah. Blueberries. Wow. Very healthy. Lots of vitamins. (laughs) You record at 7 a.m. You get to eat. Podcast. I'll just drink coffee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know why every time it's so hard to get up and then you're like, oh my God, I have to do this. I know. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I was up at, I first woke up at 5.45, then I just laid back down and set a timer. And then at 6 o'clock, I just laid back down again and set another timer. <laughs> yeah, it's too, it's too early. Oh. Um. So today we are here to discuss episode four of season four, Falling Toward Apotheosis. But first, a word from the ISN Underground. And now a word from the ISN Underground. Our sources on Centauri Prime inform us that preparations are underway for the trial of the former non-ambassadors of Babylon 5, Jakar, the former ambassador, now Citizen Jakar, is the last surviving member of the non-ruling body, the Kairi. Jakar's trial would take place on the Narn homeworld. We'll have more information on this story as it develops. This has been a word from the ISN Underground. Hey kids, John and Adam from Mega Dads here. 
we want to take a few seconds to tell you about how awesome our show is. Megadads Live is a monthly show that looks at the world of video games from the old, wrinkly point of view of two middle-aged gamers. Are you talking about us? Yes, that's us. It's not easy to find time to play games when you have to mow the lawn, change diapers, and unsuccessfully satisfy a significant other. Speak for yourself. So check out Megadads Live on iTunes or at our website, megadads.org. Each download raises money to help fight infant Alzheimer's. Is that is that a real disease? No. No, it's not. I'm surprised. You know how all these dates, people make such a big deal, like, oh, it's April 5th, 2006, so it's like a special day. It's just numbers on the calendar, guys. It's not that big a deal. Oh. Wait, what? This lost day, it's um, January 8th, so yay, it's lost day or something like that. I don't know. Well, the Back to the Future one was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, but but that's because, you know, it's something so many people have watched over the years that is, you know, a bit of media that has this date built into it rather than an arbitrary date someone's picked for a show they love. The numbers line up like November 11, so hey, it's 11-11. Well, that is actually a sort of holiday here in the Netherlands, but okay. okay. But I know isn't the number eight like special in China? So I can maybe understand in China if August 8th is a big deal, but maybe I'm thinking something else. November 11 in the... You could say the traditional Christian calendar is St. Martin's Day, and that's sort of our alternative to a ho- Halloween, I guess you'd call it. Okay, well, that makes sense. But, oh, and, of course, since I'm a Sensate fan, August 8th is okay to it's okay to celebrate that since it's you know built into the show to be something. Yeah. But, okay, sorry. <laughs> 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 Early morning rant. Oh. Yeah. Welcome to 7 a.m. thoughts. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, in 200 odd years' time, when we do actually get to uh, 2258, you know, the first year of Babylon 5, Babylon 5 fans will be celebrating. <laughs> but then it'll have been rebooted like four or five times, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, a special TV episode with holograms of the original cast. <laughs> yeah. I hurt my wrist so it's hard to eat these blueberries, but they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't resist. Uh, as we're saying, 7 a.m. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, I dropped one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Falling Toward Apotheosis originally aired November 25th, 1996. It was the last episode of the year, 1996. All those 7 a.m. thoughts are going into the episode, guys. <laughs> Just put them in as the SN special reports. According to our sources, a man in Portland has dropped a blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> it was directed by David J. Eagle, who last directed The Hour of the Wolf, and it was written by JMS, who last wrote the last episode. <laughs> um... Yeah, it actually starts with a um, report from Ivanova. Yeah, the episode begins with her giving a transmission to the station, or is everybody that... Yeah, one of those emergency broadcasts. You interrupt your regularly scheduled programming. What were they watching before, I wonder? 
<laughs> I said underground. What else? Oh, okay. <laughs> we just what specials are going on? There's a glow. <laughs> you know. Hey, so can we talk about the title? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. So can we? How does it work with the episode? Does anybody know? I think in several ways. You know, um, Katarzyna's plan to become god. You know. It's awful and terrible and means the fall of Centauri Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so and then you've got the whole thing of um, Sheridan as well. Sorry, Will, you were going to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just saw the Lurkers guy who was saying apotheosis means elevation to divine status or simply deification. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. So that makes sense with the Emperor. Yeah, it also makes sense with... Um, how some people are viewing uh, Sheridan. Yeah. You know, he's falling into the role. You know, he doesn't want to be elevated to Godhood, we don't think, anyway. But it's kind of being thrust upon him. And, of course, he quite literally fell into it on Zagadun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to do more of that, because there wasn't that much of it this episode, just a little tiny bit. It's like Godhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. So people see him. Mm-hmm. Worrying, kind of, kind of like a god, maybe. Um, kind of, g- given the fact uh, what what he's uh, done to Sheridan. But he's like a projection, right? If we're to believe what we saw before with like Sheridan. Well, I always thought um, when he actually came from Zahadoom, he kind of shifted his form. When he was on Zahadoom, everything was a projection in Sheridan's mind. But now he's condensed his form into this physical manifestation. Hmm, okay. Yeah, but he certainly could change back to the sphere of light uh, if he wanted to. At least that's Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm, why did he want to be so ugly? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what his species looked like before they uh, ascended to becoming balls of light. He was, <laughs> he was sexy back in the what, trillions of years ago. Yeah, there's a report uh, out there saying that um, we potentially were one of the first um, lives to, to evolve because stars wouldn't live long enough um you know, before our st- the time our star was born. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we're going to have to decide whether we want to be Lorien or the Vorlons or the Shadows. Yeah, <laughs> our first ones. It'll take a few yeah. years, but we'll That's get a it. scary thought. It is. <laughs> 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 the Vorlons are using their planet killer and some of the worlds and Babylon 5 are taking in refugees, but Everyone should just be calm. Yeah, don't worry. Down in the Zocalo, however, they're not remaining calm. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone's surprised when they see Sheridan and he helps this woman get up. This woman looks a lot like Amy Ryan, but she doesn't sound like Amy Ryan. Oh, yeah, she kind of does. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I know she was supposed to be panicking, but did anyone else think she was really overacting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a given. Uh, that or panicking at the fact that she landed a job as an actress. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do I do? I don't want to blow this. Um, so she's asking Zach if 
Sheridan really came back from the dead. Zach doesn't know. <laughs> Zach's like, I don't know anything, lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's Zach's job in this episode to react to everything um, weird that's going on around him and just, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> so, Lorian and Sheridan have an exchange. They need to believe, and Sheridan wants to try to save everybody, even though he might fail. Mm-hmm. And we get the opening credits. Yeah. I was thinking, I noticed in the opening, well, I mean, I've heard this many times before, but Franklin says it was the end of history. Like, what does that mean, Franklin? <laughs> like, <laughs> history doesn't end unless time stops. Like, what does that mean? What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's history, and then there's recorded history. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he's he's uh, talking about all the deaths of all those races. Well, not necessarily races. All these people are recording their history. They're dead now. <laughs> yeah, not knowing that, you know, I, I doubt that everybody in existence dies this season. So <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing I could think that it would mean. Like, okay, is, well, is there even I, a history if there's nobody there to perceive it, you know, uh, or to record how you, it? How do you do Series 5 if... The you know the universe ceases to exist. Right. That's right. <laughs> so. Series five, Babylon five, the afterlife. <laughs> Just dead space. <laughs> Series five takes place in the past. Uh-oh. Or on the island. <laughs> on the yeah. island. Yeah. It's a dream and all that. Um, okay, I have a serious question. Okay. Are we going to see Clarence again? Yes. <laughs> Oh, thank I God. I'll answer that. <laughs> like, yes, you will. I just completely, I completely forgot he doesn't uh, come back for ages. Yeah. It's getting a little sad. <laughs> okay, um, good. I feel better. Where are you, Clarence? Clarence is out there winning the war. <laughs> I think of all these fun things for Clarence to do. I think Clarence is just doing Ivanova's job on the night shifts. So anytime she comes on shift, he goes off shift. So that's why. Oh, that's not that doesn't work for me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so Garibaldi's watching secure cam footage of Sheridan when Zach arrives. Garibaldi's ready to go back to work, but he's also suspicious of the captain and Lorian. Mm -hmm. And Zach's just glad that Sheridan's back. And Garibaldi's tired of everybody asking how he is, wondering why nobody's grilling the captain, which is a good point. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good point. Why does Zach pronounce it Ivanova? I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> so it's the message from Ivanova is that sure. <laughs> I guess it's better than Ivanova. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he's exaggerating his Brooklyn accent a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. I, here's my theory. Um, the actor never watched the show. <laughs> and so he's reading it off the script. That's my theory. He's been on this show for... It wouldn't surprise me if he's been on the show for, what, like three years and he's never actually watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Dr. Franklin wants to take one more look at him and then he can go back to work. So. And then Garibaldi remarks that things are different between him and the captain since he got back, so almost like the captain's avoiding him. Mm-hmm. Well, do must... we think the captain's avoiding him? Oh, yeah. So yeah. that he wouldn't know the plans that were... Yeah, that's, that's, how I, that's what I thought it was. Oh. So Garibaldi wouldn't know what they were planning, so 
the Vorlon couldn't read his mind. Uh, but, so we don't think that Sheridan slash Lorian know anything about what's, anything that Garibaldi went through, or maybe that's hiding in him or something? Well, I don't think so. Maybe um, Sheridan's being a bit more suspicious of Garibaldi, that's all. On Centauri Prime, Cartaja has sent for uh, Lundo and Lorian's there. So What, Lorian's on Centauri Prime? Not Lorian, Morden. (laughs) Lorian's everywhere. (laughs) It's somebody vaguely associated with Sahadoum. Morden. (laughs) Yay, Uh, Morden. So he's saying the Vorlons have gone batshit crazy in their attack. Yeah, uh, he's looking a little less cr- crispy here. <laughs> less, he's but feeling. he still needs to get that hair back. He's um, Yeah, the cast uh, were doing a commentary on this one, and um, what's his name who plays Garibaldi was telling the story of how um, the guy who plays Morden would run around the set and creep people out with... Um, his makeup peeling it off and eating bits of it. <laughs> Ew. Gross. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get a chance to watch the commentary. Yeah, the, the commentary on this one is great. Especially the bits about the, the dance in Jerry Doyle's head. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But when he was watching the scene earlier, that's all he could talk about. What, the dance in his head? What do you mean? Peter Jurisic, who plays Londo, asks Jerry Doyle, Garibaldi, what's up with the dent in your head, which you sort of see when they have a like freak quarter shot of him uh, in the earlier scene. And then every time Garibaldi comes on screen after that, it's all about the dents. <laughs> well, yeah. I have to look. Yeah, um, he comes up with this story that um, when he, you know, when he was being born, they just pulled too hard on him with the forceps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to see the symphony tonight, you guys. Oh. <laughs> the, the Portland Symphony? symphony? The Oregon Symphony. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. They're going to be playing music from Zelda, the Zelda games. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so they want to make sure the shadows don't leave ships on distant worlds like they did before. And this is the first time Londo's hearing, or, and they're not, um, they're not going to send the shadow ships away from Centauri Prime because Morn doesn't think the Vorlons are going to go after such a big planet, and he wants them to impose a blockade. After. Um, th- did I misunderstand what the Vorlon said last week? Because didn't they say they were going to destroy everything that the shadows have touched? Yes, I did say that. Okay. And so- in this scene, Morn. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 so Morden is not, he's making a bad assumption, maybe? Yeah, that they won't. Yeah. They'll they'll destroy these little planets and colonies, but they won't go after such a big power. If they don't have the, the, what? Well, on the one hand, Morden's claiming that, yeah, they, they won't go after a big planet like this, they're just bluffing. But on the other hand, he is asking, could you send some ships out there to keep them away? It's like, does Mm -hmm. he himself that are not going to come? I don't think he yeah, thinks yeah, that they'll yeah, attack the... Yeah, kind of. Yeah. He's also asking them to prove yourself. Prove you're on our side. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Cartage just says they're not going to send their ships out there. and 
Then he goes to show Londo his shadow cabinet. <laughs> and he wants crazy. To turn- yeah. Oh, like, no. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You notice one of the heads mm-hmm. in the room. Out of, if yeah. you've ever seen Jakar out of his makeup. I don't know if you have, Beth, but one of the heads in there is Andreas Katsoulis. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, at least you have a mold of him. Yeah, it's not really him. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> of course, they had to take a mold for his mask. They just reused it for one of the um, heads. Oh. Well, like, wouldn't it wouldn't it smell like a yeah. rotting flesh? Well, you you notice um, Malari taking his handkerchief out, putting it over his face. Oh, yeah, I did not notice. Uh, and then Gartaja offers offers him a snack. <laughs> oh, yeah. this guy! I swear. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. JMS said that he tried to put um, uh, Jakar uh, dress his head next to uh. Londo, so they said that Peter Jurisic was joking there. Oh, yeah, once again, he's stealing the scene from me. <laughs> <laughs> so the one that they said was Minister Da Da Da, whoever? That yeah. Was, uh, yeah, that Andreas? was it. Oh, okay. Interesting. So Cartagena wants to turn Centauri Prime into an inauguration empire to celebrate his godhood. No. This guy is insane. <laughs> so... <laughs> Who, who all knows of his plan? Because they're talking openly about it later. Yeah, I guess nobody... Well, yeah. the people uh, Cartagena trusts, I reckon. And nobody's like, this guy's got to go. <laughs> yeah, you think they'd be like... Oops, he fell down. <laughs> <laughs> so, on Babylon 5, Franklin is examining Garibald there. And everything looks fine. He's gonna check for check Garibaldi's the back of his skull to prove he's not a shadow agent. At this point, Garibaldi has a flashback to being wrapped in plastic. Yeah, there's the saran wrap. Twin Peaks <laughs> reference. Sorry. No, no, sorry. I was thinking more um, Barbie Girl, the Aqua Song. Uh, yeah, Crimes. Oh, no, I'm gonna have that stuck in my head. <laughs> oh, did Garibaldi think Franklin was going to go up his butt? Is that what he was saying? Or that was yeah, a at one point, yeah. <laughs> Not again or something. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I hate that. Um, I mean, they, I swear, everything else is just a scanner, but nope, still have to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they haven't figured out a way to avoid that. And well, we just thought that would be... Um, Quite a popular. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, with Garibaldi Lee, Sheridan comes to get his test results, and they go off, and we see another Ivanova update. The refugee camp is no longer responding. Probably another victim of the Vorlons. The Vorlons are fast. Another one bites the dust. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have that song in my head now. So. Sheridan is in his quarters when Delenn comes. They're watching the transmission. He's never known Ivanova to be afraid before. Okay, remind me that their past together, Ivanova and Sheridan, they used to... Well, they served together. Um, yeah, for some time somewhere else. Yeah. I can't remember where it was. Yeah. The transfer point on IO. 
Yeah, uh, where okay. everyone seems to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have an back. The standard random location of the Babylon 5 universe, the transfer point on IO. Yeah, it works. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, it, it seems to me even after that point they stayed in touch for a little bit and then saw each other again when he came to Babylon 5. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is the first time Sheridan and Delenn have been alone since he got back from Zahadun. Yay. <laughs> she was worried about him not coming back and then about him not forgiving her. He explains that he saw his own death and accepted it and said goodbye to Anna. The only thing he held on to was the image of Delenn's face. Her sweet face. Her sweet face. <laughs> <laughs> he forgave her. And this time... You know, uh, Sheridan goes in for a kiss and Delenn puts her face to the side. Oh, yeah, like his face smushed <laughs> on her forehead. Super awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are awkward kissers or huggers. <laughs> Don't kiss the bone. Oh. <laughs> um, so in the war room, they got lots of ships of B5 and Garibaldi's being pessimistic, talking about you know, all the people coming in, have what problems that's going to solve, all the people that think Sheridan is a god, basically, and blah, blah, blah. And Franklin is saying they should send some people to Epsilon 3. Sheridan agrees when he comes in. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's hope Draw doesn't In theory, mind. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hope they remember to <laughs> tell Draw to turn off the defenses. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I mean, it's a good idea in theory, but, like, I don't know. Where are they going to put them? Yeah, how much of the planet is really prepared? Habitable. People, yeah. Zathras <laughs> <Sacrifice> is going <laughs> to... Um, yeah, so Sheridan says they have a security problem. They can't do what they need to while the Vorlon is still there. He won't tell Garibaldi what they're planning because they're not sure how telepathic the Vorlons are. That's why he's kept Garibaldi in the dark. So they want Gar uh shared uh they want the boiler going. <laughs> yeah, um <laughs> go through the list, you'll hit the right one eventually. <laughs> um, um but yeah yeah. So I mean it makes sense but Garibaldi is really unhappy about this. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll blame him. Why now they want him gone just because they think that if they had plans to go against the Vorlons, then he would be able to tell other Vorlons? Uh, yeah, essentially, essentially, if they want to um, go to war with the Vorlons, then this Vorlon on the station is going to be able to, yeah, send information back. But, okay, in theory, though, what they're doing is kind of like a war crime, right? Like, they're killing him. I'm just saying... There's got to be more to it than that. It is shady. Um, But he's also a first one, so they don't have much choices. Also, diplomatically speaking, when Garibaldi goes in and asks him to leave, essentially, as a diplomat, it would be his duty to to obey. Right, but like what? He gets five stars. So after that, he has essentially made himself an enemy. Also, um, he did attack first. He had, well, he, they, he yeah, he did, but like they first. drew all their weapons on him and stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm sad or anything, but it's kind of like a bold move. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so Sheridan saying that the Vorlon will be expecting it, so let's give him what he expects. So when Garibaldi leaves, they remark on how cranky Garibaldi is, and Zach just kind of reacts to that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Zach reacts to it um, with goes. a line, and you haven't seen him in this scene until that reaction. It's as if he pops up, just to say <laughs> how, you know... <laughs> Like, wait, where'd you come from, Zach? <laughs> He's hiding under the table. Up, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> so Lorian and Lita arrive. Lita's not sure she can do just, just as Garibaldi leaves, it's kind of the time that well, didn't they? They were waiting for him to leave before <laughs> they brought her here. <laughs> Bring Lita in. So Lorian says it'll be harder for him to kill a Vorlon than it was for the Shadows. Cause you've never seen a Vorlot enraged before. They're very powerful. And Sheridan says that people's lives are at stake. They're going to take out the Vorlot any way they can. And you see the look on Franklin's face when he's explaining this. He's a doctor. He's a little uneasy about this. You can tell. And then they cut to the Well, Vorlot. he does have boundaries. Okay. <laughs> he has some boundaries. Um, so they cut to the Vorlot looking very sinister in his quarters. Yeah, I mean... Later on, we hear the, uh, this all on talk more than he has the entire time he's been on the station. Yeah. So Susan gives another update, another planet has fallen. Yeah. Garibaldi and his team go inside to go to ask the Vorlon to leave. At first he just doesn't answer, which is normal for him, <laughs> but then he says no. Mm-hmm. And one guy goes toward the Vorlon and the Vorlon zaps him. And then they open fire and Vorlon starts shooting lightning or something. And there's a high-pitched noise and the security guys all retreat. Uh, <laughs> did you notice the really awful effect of the glass cracking on one of the advisors? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Let's just draw this on. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to 90s CGI. <laughs> It's a shame because the rest of the effects throughout this are pretty good. Debatable. <laughs> I don't know, maybe the lightning, I guess it was okay for 96, or the electricity, whatever it was. So Lando is calling Sheridan. I don't know if this is the first time he's actually talked to anyone on B5 since he left. I well, know, apart, right? from, uh, apart from Veer. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. He, um... Lando confirms that the rumors about the Vorlons are true. They have at most eight days before the Vorlons reach Centauri Prime. Sheridan is not sure they can get something in place in time. Lando's thankful he owes Sheridan a favor. Oh. I wonder if that'll come back. I don't remember, actually. You mean, like, sparing his life in the future? We'll have to pay attention. Oh, if it. If he doesn't spare, if he doesn't do anything else before then, that's definitely the favour. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would uh, sort of be way of looking at it. So Lita goes to see the Vorlon. She's not going to call him a name <laughs> like they did. Um, she heard what happened, came to warn him. She, was, she tells him that Sheridan's moving against him and the Vorlon doesn't seem to care. But she baits him with the info that a piece of Kosh might be inside of Sheridan, and Vorlon's offended by this. That a human well, she doesn't him. tell him it's Sheridan. It's I know who the human is. Oh yeah. So at first, she just said she might have it in like a few episodes ago. She said she, oh, well, was that season three? She said she has an idea or something like that. 
Yeah, she says she didn't have a piece of piece of cards with her, but she thinks someone else may. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. leading him along, and he realizes that Lita's hiding something because she kind of looked like she was hiding something. She looked <laughs> a little shifty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she really did. Um, so she tried. Uh, okay. I mean, she was lucky to get him into the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like these people come and tell him to leave, and there's a fire fight, and all of a sudden, Lena shows up. He's like, "Hey, can you come with me?" So it's a little suspicious. She went in there, and she was wearing the mask. I wasn't paying that close attention, but sometimes she had the mask on, and sometimes she didn't. Like, was that for show, or did she really need to have the mask on at times? Well, she. To put it on when she was going through the corridors where there were other aliens there. Okay. So she's still trying to keep the fact she's got Gil's secret. Okay. That's what I was thinking. But she isn't so weird when she's talking to him and her guilt. Or, I, I think I like looked away from the screen one time. Just cause was, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The, the way she describes it in the commentary during those scenes where she has the gills, there's someone... Uh, one of the technicians, I guess, sitting behind her on the floor with two hand pumps trying to match uh-huh. the rhythm. Mm. Um, so, he's trying to read her mind. I guess he does, maybe. But Lita sees the high-voltage sign and Sheridan tells her to run. And they start zapping the Vorlon with the voltage and shooting him. And then the Lynn shows up for some reason. <laughs> well, you know, this is a big thing yeah, for her, you know. She's revered the Vorlons for so long and then they start, you know, killing all these people which she clearly doesn't like and now he's they're attempting to kill a warlock this is huge for her <laughs> it, it's a spectacle it's, yeah let's this see this yeah, popcorn pull up a seat get your camera <laughs> and <laughs> so Vorlon isn't moving and the head the head of the helmet pops off. They keep shooting until it comes off, and then the war line comes out. And we're we see, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was going to say we see what a war line really looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Acting an image. Oh, weren't they shooting each other by accident at one point when they were trying to hit the war line? I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I thought of this week that you know. It looks like a giant squid, and, that, and then I kind of thought, oh, the Cthulhu legends, what if those were based on uh, Vorlons too? But, you know, Vorlons enraged and mad. Oh, they just manipulated everything. So they can survive in whatever atmosphere, I guess? Yeah, mm-hmm. essentially the suit is to hide their true form, mm-hmm. so they don't have to keep on projecting an image all the time. Mm-hmm. And their true form is basically what we see here. Mm-hmm. Why don't they want anyone to see the true form? Hmm. I don't know. I know they it's kind of weird and it's hard to fathom. I know they said earlier we do that because people would recognize us, but that's the projection we're talking about, right? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely would recognize oh, right. projection. But something tells me they don't want to go around like this because, you know, maybe early on with a few races they didn't bother changing their form and showed up as these beings of light. Hmm. Maybe we should read the book of Jaquan and see if there's something in there. Mm. 
Maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ivanova's trying to give them more power, and the Vorlon ship is trying to leave. So need to let it go. The Lynn's helping an injured man when Sheridan has to save her, and he gets tentacled by the Vorlon. Uh. <laughs> and very gently tentacled. It doesn't even damage his clothing. Lorian <laughs> looks and says, "Now, and our old buddy." Kosh well, well, I, yeah, I found this a, a weird thing he did because I always remembered him saying "now" as he nods his head, but he nods his head. Then a second later, says "now." It's as if he yeah. didn't quite get the movement right. How's <laughs> yeah, that all But it's a piece of Kosh, a piece of Lorian, a piece of Sheridan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit complicated, but the thing that comes out of Sheridan at the end is mostly what's left of Kosh, with a little bit of Sheridan in there and a little bit of Lorianne in there as well. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's got to do with energies and stuff. Because okay. Lorianne's energy was keeping Sheridan alive. Yeah, uh, because okay. of that, and because Kosh has been in there so long, um, when you extracted Kosh, a bit of Sheridan had to go with him, and therefore a bit of Loya went with him as well. So, when Sheridan died on Zaha Doom, Kosh remained alive, and then in his dead well, corpse, and then Lorian... Well, the impression I got was that both of them had to accept dying, and then Lorian would kind of revive them for a while. Okay. So Kosh yeah. only had 20 years left. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, the impression I get is when Sheridan died, the bit of Kosh would have died as well. So, all of Kosh is gone from Sheridan now? Yeah. Okay. He's been cleansed of the Kosh. <laughs> He's been exercised. Well, <laughs> essentially, yeah. And so this this golden being of light, this silver being of light. <laughs> so he was talking to Kosh when he said, now did Sheridan have any control over when that happened? No, I think he was talking to both of them. Okay. And it was kind of a plan they had come up with, part of the plan that no one else knew about. Well, it worked. So, uh, Kosh and the Vorlon go outside the station and take the long way through the station. <laughs> and I know, it's like they blew a hole in the ceiling. <coughs> I hope they didn't blow a hole in the, in the outer hole or something. Yeah. The, yeah. the impression I got is that their energies phased through everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're energy, they don't have to worry about uh, normal physical barriers. Oh, but then why did they crash through the ceiling? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I'm trying to come up with reasons <laughs> why, why the uh, station's okay and didn't depressurize. I mean, they yeah. raced through the hallways and just went out the, the launching bay. Yeah. They're, they're considerate about it. And the yeah. more logical thing would have been to go through the floor, because down is the outside of the station because of rotational gravity. Yeah, that so makes like, more oh, sense. Central access of the station, one more time. Let's go up. Hmm. Yeah. So, Lorian... Uh, well, 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 we've got to mark here, this is the actual death of Kosh. Kosh uh, yes. is dead. Yeah, they go to the Vorline ship and it explodes. And... Kosh is dead, long live the Kosh. Well, no, no more even. <laughs> no, no more. more. Yeah, the, both the fake Kosh and Kosh are dead. The ship yeah, so, so yeah, that, that's really something to mark. Interesting. 
anybody else feel a bit sorry for the Vorlon ship in this, which is also a living being? Yeah, yeah it's it was... a living being that's kind of innocent in all of this. <laughs> He's trying to help his buddy get away. Just obeying orders. Yeah. So I wonder who the leader of the Vorlons is, if there is, if there is one. Or they all just kind of have a collective consciousness and decision-making to do this. Like, I wonder how, I don't know, how, like, sure of themselves they are hmm. about what they're doing. Hmm. You don't even know who leads the uh, shadows, either. No. Justin? Justin. No. <laughs> 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 who does Morden take his, get his orders from, I wonder? Right. Chain of command. Zalorian has to replenish Sheridan's life force. He explains that he gives us himself to replenish Sheridan for a little while. <laughs> yeah, fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sheridan wakes up. Mm-hmm. So, on oh, Centauri Prime, Londo has summoned the Emperor. He's explained that if they kill everybody, then nobody will be left to sing Sar- Cartagia's praises. Oh my god, the way Cartagia sat down in his throne was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, flounces his, his tail up and then, oh, so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and in this scene, Lando just piles on the praise and manipulates the Emperor so well. I got Cartagia's. I'm glad it didn't. He was like, you, oh, so I guess you want me to let you live. I'm glad that, you know, they didn't go the cliched route. Like, you should let me live so I can. Right. I yeah. still didn't quite understand his plan, though. Like, he, what exactly? Go, go to Narn, where, you know, you, you're away from the royal court. You're away from, you know, a lot of the emperor's support system. It's easier to kill him or not? Yeah, he wants to get him away so we can kill him, but his excuse was that if you... Oh, no, I get that, but, like, yeah. I don't get how his proposal to the Emperor, how it, how it's really going to help. Yeah, he's saying that, yeah, if you have this trial, then word of your greatness will spread to throughout the galaxy because of this trial, this public trial. How is that... How would that even... Why would that be great? I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, he's crazy so he thinks yeah, yeah he, he oh. thinks he thinks he's so perfect that the Nards will realize what a god he is and start worshiping him worshiping him okay so they're planning for his plan or his he was saying the Narns are going to spread the word okay oh sure. yes yes oh, they'll look bad whatever gods sense. they have in favor of Cartagia mm-hmm. okay well it worked anyway and, yeah, but in the meantime, Jakar needs to have time to see Cartagia for who he is. Mm-hmm. So, on C&C, Garibaldi and Ivanova are looking at this, uh, looking at all the ships, and they want a humongous fleet to go after the shadows, but Garibaldi wonders, then what? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Ivanova's like, man, somebody more pessimistic than me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have that quote for later. And Delin goes to see Sheridan in Lorian's quarters. Wait, goes to see... Wait. <laughs> she goes to see Sheridan and Lorian in Sheridan's quarters. And they explain how Sheridan was basically dead. He was dead at Zahadu, but he applied his energy to give a portion <laughs> of his life back. About 20 years. One day he'll just stop. So, yeah, I mean, it's sad. Yeah. It's, you know... She's just freaking out a bit, but 
So it makes me wonder if this is why Dylan was warning Sheridan not to go to Zahadin. Right. Yeah. 17 years yeah. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. At least a big part of it because, yeah, <laughs> you know, if he didn't go to Zahadin, we could live to be a hundred. Because mm-hmm. apparently lifespan is longer. Really. Yeah. Apparently. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> you know, g- given our lifespan now, he's, a good deal longer than it was a hundred years ago. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah, medical advances have allowed us to live longer. Those best 20 years of your life from 80 to 100. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so, man. Um, but he knew there would be a price for going to Zaha Doom. He gets to spend those 20 years with her. Sorry, Sheridan. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 Condolences. <laughs> so he gives. Um, <laughs> it's twenty years is good. Is that what you really want? <laughs> um. So yeah, he'll be in his sixties. But he gives Delin something he got in the Zokolo, a temporary ring until he can get her a real. This engagement was the ring. worst proposal ever. It was. <laughs> um. Well, just let's say this. Imagine their wedding and imagine their speeches they'll give to each other. Uh, <laughs> Could be no. the longest wedding ever. Because <laughs> it'll be it'll be their vows to each other, which will take ages, and then there's the um, wedding party afterwards and the speeches there. Yeah, uh, her speech started off uh, five years ago. I met a man. And who knows what the like the Mimbari weddings are like? They're probably like a week long and. Yeah. Oh, poor Lanier. He's gonna have to <laughs> cook a lot. Yeah. yeah. I know my DVD skipped through part of this, so it went right to them kissing. But oh, it, and they uh, kissed like the old, like the people kissed in old movies where they didn't move their lips; they just pressed their faces together, and that's it. I was just, you know. <laughs> oh. Nice. So on Centauri Prime, I. Yeah, Londo has spoken to the people on Narn. They're waiting. Kurtaja doesn't like the way Jakar's looking at him. Wants to know what he should do about it. Londo's like, yeah, whatever you think's necessary. I gotta go pack. Oh, and Londo. Consequences. Londo, you know, you, you were told that, you know, there was a chance to save an eye. And here's the Emperor saying, looking at me. Didn't yeah, he, he put two and two together? No, I guess not. <laughs> he was distracted and. He had a what? That's the eye? Well, think about maybe. We don't know for sure, but we definitely see at the end here this is when uh, Jakar loses his eye. Yeah. Or right. because Dylan what thinks. What happened to the Centauri eye? Is that just a one episode thing? Uh. Yeah, they gave it to the Emperor, the last Emperor, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, still, if, um, if he's asking what to do to Jakar. Mm-hmm. I would have be so like, yeah, just whatever. <laughs> I would be trying to you know, come uh, up some way to stop him from hurting the car, maybe. I don't know. Well, if you don't like the way he's looking at you, how about a blindfold? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about solitary confinement for a bit? <laughs> you know? Mirrored sunglasses so you could just look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that idea. might feel to protect you. <laughs> Uh, now I'm imagining uh, Cartagena's bedroom just mirrors everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Sounds like I need, <laughs> gives me an idea. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so Londo leaves, Cartagia tells him to pluck out an eye, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like we did episode three like weeks ago, but it was just last week. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any quotes? I didn't find this episode to be very quotable, but. I couldn't find any quotes myself. Um, okay. Go okay. ahead. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, the first one's actually sort of a plot point. Well, not really plot point, but it's, it's a quote, but there's something attached to it. But it's when they're with the shadow cabinet and Cartagia says, let it all end in fire. And my first thought was, oh, yes. Prediction to Emperor Turhan. How oh, was- yes. Yes, I remember that. Wait, what? When um, Emperor Torhan, when he visited Babylon 5 and saw Kosh, his question was, how does it all end? Kosh's answer, in fire. Oh. And now so, saying, let it all end in fire. Yeah. And so a glimpse of Centauri, Kremlin, I don't know, that come to pass. Well, that's an alternate future. We don't know whether it's actually going to come true. Mm-hmm. Any other quotes? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had the one with Garibaldi and Ivanova. Garibaldi. Sometimes I don't know what scares me more, winning or losing. Ivanova. God, I thought I was depressing. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, um, I don't. Need, I just really remembered something that's not exactly a quote, but it's a nice moment when. Delen gets the box and strokes that as if it's the gift rather than... I know! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow, thank you. That's so <laughs> nice. box. Oh. Um, this is episode 98, you guys. We've got 98 episodes. Oh, two more to go and we'll reach 100. Yeah, this <laughs> the, if you look at the item count for the feed, it should be item 101, I think. Uh, for what? Uh, for the podcast feed, at least according to my uh, podcatcher app on my phone. Really? Sitting Maybe at some of the, like, the little... Uh, oh, yeah, we have some, like, messages. Um, and yeah, messages and um, trailers, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Are ready for our characters of the week? Who is our human of the week? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is hard this week. I guess... Huh. <laughs> Sheridan. <laughs> Zach is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Ivanova. Well. Good work on the info dumping, shall we say. <laughs> yeah, but that's not episode worthy. I mean, uh, I, uh, I, there's I, always the overacting woman. She actually. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be happy for Zach to get it. Because he just popped up every now and again to... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was just fun. Yeah, Zach is playing the part of the audience. He just doesn't know what's going on anymore. (laughs) There's no Lita. I mean, sorry, no Lanier. I almost forgot about Lita. I was just thinking about who was it. Sorry. (laughs) Lita did a bit too as well. But, I mean, yes, he did something, but... Enough episode one. It's difficult this week. It really is because, the yeah, I'm not sure at all. 
But his severe dead weight or no, he doesn't mean. Well, at least he's so. human. Though, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm already... <laughs> no, Lydia wasn't in this Bye-bye. week. Neither was Bear. So, okay, so Zach or Sheridan? I would Anybody? say Zach. Okay, let's just I'd go say Zach, Zach yeah. Yeah, let's give it to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> is it Zach with a K or Zach with an H? I think I spell it differently every time. I do the same, though. I think the official spelling's with a K. Okay. I may have totally got that wrong, but let's go with the K for it. <laughs> It'll be with a K this time. Maybe next time it'll be with an H. Um, <laughs> an H and a K. <laughs> so who is our alien of the week? I'm going to say Kosh. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Save the day. He yeah. did. Florian didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's, this all, he's this all-powerful first one that... The shadows and presumably the um Vorlons revere. Mm-hmm. He I could mean, have just gone to the Vorlons and say said leave and they would have left. He would have left. <laughs> yeah. Instead he's just acting like a Doctor Franklin Tribute act by just laying his hands on people and they <laughs> <laughs> releasing his energy into them. No. <laughs> 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 okay uh, with Kosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's iterate this episode. Wanna start us out, Yarsto? Yeah. Let's see. Um I'll give this one nine out of ten years Sheridan has known Ivanova. Uh yeah. <coughs> how about you, Beth? No, this is a hard one. Um, it had some interesting bits, but I don't know. It just there's a lot of things that just seem kind of forced and didn't really understand how they worked exactly. Like with the you know, the whole plan they had, which just sort of came about and it just worked, but it didn't seem like it would, and then Londo's plan to the Emperor with going to Narn, it just seemed weird. I don't know. Um but it was pretty interesting. It had some stuff happening that was, uh, you know, pretty important. And I kind of liked, you know, Zach and Garibaldi talking. And so, um, I'm going to give it seven. Oh, shoot. I don't have a rate system. Seven, um, terrible proposals. The uh, worst. How about you, Ian? Yeah, I kind I liked a bit what went on in this episode, but it felt it was kind of treading water and waiting for the really big stuff to happen. Because, yes, they got rid of the baller, which is reasonably big, but they're still waiting. They're preparing for this big battle. Uh, Centauri Prime, they're waiting and preparing for the assassination of Katarja. Um Yes, Lando and Katarja have great moments. It's, Great moments with um, Zach, as we've said, but it it just feels like we're waiting for stuff to happen. So I'm going to have to give it seven and a half Cthulhu Koshes out of ten. Uh, seven and a half. Yeah, I agree. There was some good stuff. The uh, eliminating the board line was probably the biggest part of the episode, and yeah, uh, I don't know. I liked it, but it wasn't that. It wasn't like super great. Um, so I give it 
8 out of 10. Uh, I had a rating, but I forgot it. Um, uh, Innocent Borlon Ships. <laughs> Aww. Seven Massacred. Yeah. Mm. Poor guy. Or whatever. <laughs> it. Poor thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, this, this whole season, we've kind of been treading water, no? We're just trying to get back, you know, I don't know, it's just kind of like the, there's a big ending to season three. And you're just trying to, like, get past that. Yeah, I think a lot of certainly the early episodes of the season suffer from being compressed a bit too much. I don't know if you've discussed this yet, the whole thing with P10 ending uh, and um, what for season four. Well, um, I think we go on to that later, but there are reasons for why these things are going on, and you know, maybe they would have been structured differently if the other the thing we'll talk about later on didn't happen. Yeah. So let's go on the Voilon ship to feed Backland. <laughs> yeah, let's up. rescue That's the Voilon ship. We'll rescue the Voilon ship and oh, take it okay. to feed Backland. Yeah. Yeah, we'll adopt it and keep it as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off its head and put it on our desk. Yeah, up until like <laughs> so. <laughs> Up until like seven o'clock last night, we didn't have any feedback, so I was kind of, I was like, are we not going to get any feedback this week? <laughs> wow, last minute. Yeah. So first we have an email from Victor, and I'll read that. Victor says, this episode b- opens with the Vorlons doing their best impression of the shadows, as their armada destroys everything in its path. And remember, they're supposed to be the good guys in this war. Meanwhile, Sheridan has decided they need to get Nukash off Babylon 5. Lorian advises him that this is easier said than done, but Sheridan has a plan. Of course he can't share this plan with Garibaldi, which only adds to his already elevated level of paranoia. The plan is to lure caution to her trap, and it seems to work, but for some reason Delenn is there. I'm still not sure what her purpose is for showing up at her firefight unarmed, other than to see Sheridan being mostly dead again, after <laughs> the Vorlon performs the Koshectomy on him. <laughs> We also get to see Lando scheming at the royal court as Cartagia continues to behave like the Emperor Nero on his bad day, on a bad day. Morden is back too and now he looks like the Elephant Man, although this is an improvement from the last time we saw him. In these circles, Lando is actually a good guy and the voice of reason. I only wish he hadn't been so wrapped up in his plotting to listen to Cartagia and suggest a blindfold for Jakar. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I really want to see Cartagia die. This episode had its moments, but overall it wasn't that strong, so I'll give it seven Borlon Horcruxes out of ten. Regards, Victor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Victor. Thank you, Thank you Victor. Thanks, Victor. Ooh, I'll um, take the next one. Uh, ooh, from Lori and Carl. Hey! Cool. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Carl, that your favorite character has passed. Finally passed. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been hard on him. <laughs> okay. Our thoughts and commentary on the episode. Overall, it was very depressing. There was really no comedy to break it up, especially with no fear, Marcus, or Lanier. Oh, yeah, no Marcus. Carl predicted that Ivanova giving emergency updates <laughs> would be a reoccurring theme throughout the episode, and it was. Do the ambassadors think Sheridan looks different? Carl thinks he does, something in his eyes. Well, I don't know about the eyes, but, I mean, the hair is definitely different. That's all I'm saying. 
Carl thinks that Lorian, the crouton, is behind a lot of what is going on, and still thinks he cannot be around too long because he is too powerful. <laughs> the crouton. <laughs> Back on Centauri, Morden is not looking much better. I miss his suave look. Me too. I do too. Mrs. Boyband look. Love Lano's expression on first seeing the heads and pulling out the black handkerchief. Carl predicts that they will try to kill the Emperor sooner than planned, given what is going on. Carl thinks Garibaldi is under a subtle mind control. Maybe some sort of spy, as B5 has not been touched yet. The Delenn and Sheridan scene. Carl was not a fan. Beth, what about you? I am with Carl on that one. I'm not a fan. <laughs> How they know you well, don't they? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Carl predicted Lita would die in trying to kill the Vorlon. He is still not really a fan of Lita, and I am not really enjoying her a lot either. We were wondering why Lita seems to randomly wear the mask, even though she has gills. Thoughts? Yeah, we kind of... I guess it's for appearances. We were also wondering if they could have spaced evil Vorlon number two. Could it? Would it have survived a vacuum? Carl thought the Vorlon ship was going to attack B5. What did the ambassadors think? Carl was very sad that the last of Kosh is gone. Oh, I know, huh? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was just escaping. Yeah, it was getting ready to hightail it out of there with this, <laughs> this buddy. Gotta go! Gotta go! <laughs> Carl noted that on Centauri Prime, there was no music. It is apparently a dramatic directing technique. We love hearing Londo, the great politician, playing the emperor. Carl is not certain if the plan is brilliant or not, but it is desperate. Carl says, well played. Mm-hmm. Were the ambassadors surprised at Sheridan's 20-year diagnosis? That must seem a less that must seem less long to Mimbari, who lived much longer. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. On the engagement w- rings, Carl says they now need a wedding hijinks episode. <laughs> That's actually, a good idea. I mean, it would I would be rolling my eyes the whole time, but it would be good. <laughs> Quotes: Emperor Cartagia. Let it burn. Let it all burn in fire. When Londo calls Sheridan, he's pretty, he's probably calling collect. A very dated quote. Carl had no idea what it even meant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Carl doesn't get calls from prison, I guess. <laughs> they still, I guess they still have that, yeah. Well, they charge a lot, apparently, um, to call from prison. So, and you have to accept the charges. I don't know this, like, personally. I just have NPR. <laughs> <clears throat> Not that it would be wrong if I did. Anyways, moving on. Lori's ratings. 7 out of 10 emergency broadcasts. Human, Zack, for standing by Garibaldi. Alien, Londo. Carl's ratings. Species. Human. Stupid woman who does not know how to stand up in a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Alien, Kosh. Wooing relationship. Anything but that which must not be spoken of. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, plot, Angry Garibaldi, actor, Peter Jurisic, dramatic moment, Londo's speech to Emperor Cartagia, comedic moment, none. <laughs> there was no funny in this episode. Well, no rating, Carl, no overall rating. He's oh, too well. sad. I'm decided to we cut it off. Okay, I'll check while... Oh, well, thanks, Lori and Carl. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. As we have an email from Sorry Yen. for your loss. <laughs> yeah, and I'll take this one. Hello, down below us. And if all is well, hello, old friend. Hello, old friends. 
here is some feedback for the Season 4, Episode 4, Falling Towards Apotheosis. Now, at the end of the last episode, we see Garibaldi and Seridan return to Babylon 5. And the Vorlons have a Death Star, uh, I mean Planet Killer. Mm-hmm. Now, do the Shadows have one as well? Hmm. And now for this episode. Hmm. Garibaldi is wondered, worried about this guy. Is he even more suspicious than usual? I just love the acting of Mr. Kramer Cartagia, who would feel like in good company with Jeffrey... Sorry, Geoffrey Baratheon. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Baratheon's his... Um, Jeffrey North Sinclair. Present. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he speaks to Londo in his shadow cabinet room, is turning to the bone. But the way... By the way, do you, ambassadors, remember Koshi's answer to the old Emperor Tuhan to the question about how it will all end? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, well, he asked I brought that one up. Avada <laughs> yeah. uh, very is afraid. When Garibaldi is talking about the refugee situation, do I hear an echo of that real in the real world right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, the use of Epsilon 3? Ooh, Sheridan wants to get rid of Darth Kosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lando calling Sheridan for information, and it's not favourable. And it is not favourable. Seven days is not a lot. All on screen. Is it me, or did it be, sound a bit like a shadow scream? Mm-hmm. and Laurie giving them a fighting chance. And finally, Sheridan introduces a human ceremony after all the Membari ones. Mm-hmm. And we will see one more prophecy coming into being. Remember Jakar's missing eye in War Without End? Okay, hold did we miss something where Sheridan and Delenn talked about getting married? Um, I don't know. I mean, because all he said was, this thing is a down payment for another one that, whatever it is, when you get married. But he really shouldn't have said down payment. It should have been, this ring is a promise. Or like, <laughs> promise is I don't know, do you want to marry me? Like that? Yes. It's just like it, assumed. Uh, to be fair, uh, before he dies, uh, she started the whole uh, watching for three nights, which is the yeah. main preludes when uh, they want to get to know each other better in a serious relationship, shall we say. Well, that's a serious... I mean, that, that's like... I'm not sure whether that explicitly mentioned marriage or not. But yeah, it's weird. It was really weird. Like, I'm like, did I miss something? What is happening? I don't know. I don't know. My DVD skips, so I can't really... <laughs> right. Um, uh, unless he... Sheridan thinks, okay, we're married in the future. I don't need to even bother asking you. We're just going to get married. Oh. Which yeah. is a bit of an assumption to make. Mm-hmm. Say well, we know they married? have sex at some point. They have a child. Yeah, I was going to say, do we know they got married or do they just have a son together? Oh uh, yeah, right. I thought I thought she said they got married in okay. the flash to the future. Okay, probably, probably. Maybe she that. didn't, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Uh. Scandalous. <laughs> We're so chaste. <laughs> uh, um, well, 
It's 95, so it's kind of... <laughs> Do men barely have sex outside of relationships? I mean... I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I want to know, obviously. But uh, what if, if they don't, then they must be able to have a huge amount of self-control. Jeez. Boring. <laughs> Is that why they meditate so often? <laughs> Okay, on to his Jan's favourites. Okay, human. It's tricky. The obvious one would be Sheridan, but Ivanova has some great scenes. Oh, I'll go for Ivanova. Yeah. Alien. Londo was honourable mention to Jakar. Was the one scene he's in? <laughs> Jakar's eye. Quite. Uh, Zach. Lady. I don't know what's real anymore. Sorry, I don't know what's true anymore. Ivanova, please remain calm. Right now, our greatest enemy is fear. Crash cut to everyone running about screaming. Yeah. Cartagia, I call them my shadow cabinet. I can think, I think he can appreciate the irony. They certainly can. Sit, sit, Manari. Crazy. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, and then Cartagia, this is a long Cartagia speech. You and I, Malari, we will turn Centauri Prime into an inauguration pyre to commemorate my ascension into godhood. The fire of our world will light my way. Yes, you see it, don't you? If I become a god, how will our world survive without me? I could not just abandon it. That would be cruel. And anyone who followed me would obviously be inferior. Best to put them out of their misery. I will take them it all with me in spirit. Don't send the ships. Let it burn, Malari. Let it all end in fire. I mean, so he became emperor because he was the nephew of the previous emperor, is that right? Or am I... Yeah, yeah, he was. Or, <clears throat> or at so... least that was the claim that was made by Reefer. But they had to appoint him. Like, it's not oh, like yes. an inherited thing. It's not like royalty. And nobody saw this, that he was cray-cray. Well, you know, maybe it's kind of one of those things where a power goes to someone's head and it really went really through quickly. his head. Yeah. Oh, well. He must have thought a lot of himself before, you know, thought, oh, I'm the nephew of the emperor. I'm really important. I can do what I want. And then he gets to be emperor and you know, gets all that confirmed for him. Yeah. I mean, he's talking to heads, and like, <laughs> there's literally conversations happening because he doesn't remember which head said what. Oh yeah, he's out of it. He really is. But how did this happen? Yeah. Well, of course, Rifa thought he could control Katasha, uh, so maybe he was specifically picked for not being too bright, at least. And oh yes, and perhaps early on. Reefer could control Cartagia, but once Cartagia, I mean, once Reefer's gone, Cartagia madness spiraled out of control with no one there to kind of keep it in line, almost. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, um, Jan's got a fair few other quotes, so I'll just go through them because we hadn't got any quotes from her as well. Uh, Sheridan, she's afraid. I've known of Anna for almost ten years, and I've never heard her afraid before. Uh, Sheridan again, again to Delan. I said goodbye. 
I only held on to one thing, the image of your sweet face. I never came back. That was enough. You gave me a reason to come back. Could I love that much and not forgive? No, do me. <laughs> uh, Sheridan and Garibaldi. Sheridan, I want the ball on gone. Fine, I'll just walk up to him and ask him to leave. That'll work. Ivanova. Michael! Sheridan. That's all right. That's exactly what I want you to do. Sheridan to Franklin. Interesting that a lot of these are Sheridan quotes. Billions of people's lives are at stake, Stephen. If the ambassador stays, billions more will die. So we're going to take them all out and out any way we can. Why, if the ambassador stays, billions more will die? Um, because the Vorlons will stop any attempts they have of stopping the Vorlons, something like that. Uh, oh, they have a lot of faith in their plan. But Yeah, apparently they have a lot of faith in their ability to stop the Vorlons. Okay. So, Londo, once we're gone, who will remember the living god Kataja? And Londo, Majesty, you cannot harm a god. Uh, Garibaldi and Ivanova. I don't know what scares me more, winning or losing. Ivanova. God, I thought I was depressing. And finally, Cartagia, the trouble with being infallible is you have to put up with everyone else's mistake. I was just thinking, I don't love the way he looks at me. So, his episode rating, 9 out of 10, Living Gods. Uh. That's all for this time. A bit long because of the packed episode. Take care for now. Or you have to watch the rest of Babylon 5 because there is no surrender and no retreat. <laughs> Thanks, Yan. Thanks, Yan. Yeah, thank more. you. Thank you, old friends. Oh, one uh, more came yes. in uh, late, did it? Yes, it's from Melanie. I'll read this one off my phone. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> down below. Cartagia just, got, just gets crazier and crazier. Now he thinks it's a good idea to let the Vorlon Planet Killer get rid of Centauri Prime since he wants some fireworks. Well, Kosh did tell the previous Emperor that it would end in fire. Meanwhile, the Army of Light take out, takes out the new Vorlon with the help of Kosh. I think Kosh had a lot of influence among the Vorlons. Back in the long twilight struggle, the Vorlons filed an official protest when the Centauri bombed the Narn homeworld and now that Kosh isn't around anymore, the other Vorlons wipe out planet after planet. I wonder how the Vorlons are going to feel about them killing one of their... Um, that's me saying that, not Melanie. Probably not good about it. Human <laughs> of the week. Sorry, you yeah. saw how acted in the pilot when Kosh, Kosh was poisoned. Yeah. Human of the week, Lita, Alien, the real Kosh. Rating 9, bonus for giving me a chance to mention why I like the real Kosh without spoiling anything. 0.5, final rating, 9.5 Borlon ships going boom. Quotes, uh, let it end in fire, Garibaldi, about there being a lot of ships. Best regards, Melanie the Krakowian beer fan. Thanks, thanks Melanie. Melanie. Thanks, Melanie. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the surprise bit of feedback. <laughs> And if you want to send us feedback, send it to mail at downbelowpodcast.com. <laughs> Just be wary of the, um, guard, uh, ball on, uh, ship. Yes. It might be going exploding. <laughs> According to Facebook, Heidi has done 10 miles of her virtual run, 78 to go. Oh, what is uh, it? Well 
I'm not sure what it is. Oh. Virtual run. Mm. Ooh. Uh, we'll have to ask you what that was like. That's a lot of running. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like. A friend of mine is trying to convince me to go with him to climb Mount Rainier in 2017. And I told myself I would never do something like that because, you know, people would die <laughs> climbing yeah. mountains. <laughs> the, lo- the mountain we have close to here, Mount Hood, like every winter, it's like, and you see, like, every few nights on the news, you're about somebody going missing on the mountain or something like that or having to be rescued or something like that. I'll never do that, but I don't know, this is tempting. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 10,000 feet. Yeah. So, <laughs> how about predictions? Want to do predictions? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I think goodness. I don't even know where to start. Okay. Next episode is called The Long Night. It's nice and generic. <laughs> Does it give you any yeah. clues? Hmm. Hmm. Well. Um. Oh, God. I don't know. Uh. I. I. I don't know. I have, like, I'm happy to Blake. Um. I mean, The Long Night sounds like, like, you know, kind of like. It's just like a sort of one, one time period type of episode, you know, where everything takes place within a span of like a, a night, <laughs> but uh, or whatever a night is in space. Um, I don't know. Oh my god, I'm terrible. This is terrible. Um, the whole cost thing is throwing me. And I guess. Oh my god, here's my guess. The Vorlons come from Mars. That's my guess. I don't know. And that's it. And uh, I expect lots of hijinks when all the um, refugees get to Epsilon 3. Um, just chaos and and uh, where where do we put our bunks and who sleeps with who? Control <laughs> 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 sleeps Bathrooms for every race and um, I don't know. Um, Garibaldi, I, I mean, there's really nothing happened. I mean, Kosh is gone, but like Everything else is still kind of working its way out, and so my predictions haven't really changed. Um, there's really not a lot to predict, I guess. So this is the worst prediction part ever. I just don't even know. Um, we we it haven't is, done any. Yeah, it's okay. You don't have ID to bounce your ideas off. I well, I don't. And then there's just not my what. I mean, I'll ask me a question. I could try to answer, but like, uh, I'm trying to think changed. of something back to like Yeah. Okay. Can I, can I just do a fake prediction based on the title? Yes. Okay. The Long Night. Mr. Morden spends a long and frustrating night when nobody answers his sleepover invitations. Oh, oh why wouldn't they? Oh, because he eats his skin. Because <laughs> yeah. Lita gross. gets stuck on the toilet on Babylon 5. She gets into the Pag Moral one. It's like a really <laughs> long night. Check it out. Yeah. The long night was when the White Walkers started marching down just before they built the wall to keep them away. It was a long oh, night. yes, it was called the long <laughs> night, that one, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's my prediction then. <laughs> White Walkers. Yeah. The refugees move in on Epsilon 3, but they're bothered by the White Walkers. Ooh. Yeah, we discover Westeros is actually on Epsilon 3. Ooh. <laughs> Ultimate crossover. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So I think we're gonna maybe do a commentary for this. So okay. I guess if I, I haven't heard from Heidi, but I guess that should, we should be able to figure it out. So 
I'm looking forward to hearing it. Guys, <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, I'm going to that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Danny Elfman thing, where he's going to be performing live with the movie oh, at Hollywood Bowl. Oh, that would be awesome. interesting. Yeah, they have like an 85-piece orchestra, and they're going to show the movie, have them play, and then he's going to sing. That'd be cute. Nice. Hmm. All right. If it wasn't 7 a.m., I would say you should all dress up in costumes. <laughs> I don't know if you listen to Carney Cast, but I think Tammy used to dress up. Um, like a carny for every episode. What? She used to dress up something like related to the episode. Some it was always something related to that was episode. It I think on video was it? She would take pictures and post them in the group. Oh my gosh, Tammy has too much time on her hands. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good job. Not uh-huh. me. <laughs> Given your recording time, you could all just dress up as a bunch of sleep deprived podcasters and probably. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Sleepy, hungry podcasters. Um. Okay. What's so, the blue score? Yeah. So Yarsto, thank you for joining us this week. Thanks, Yarsto. Thank you for having me. It's Hope been a lot. Be back. Where do you live? Uh, well, to give the city Groningen, which is in the north of the Netherlands. Okay. Cool. And so, what time is it there? Uh, it's, uh, quarter to five in the afternoon. So. Oh, okay. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Well, I did do one episode of the Sense8 podcast at like, what was it, three o'clock in the morning? Something oh my like. goodness. Yeah, that's yeah. the trouble when you're doing your, uh, podcasts in the middle of the, um, afternoon, late evening. We've got to, over here in Europe, get, stay up in the, uh, early hours of the morning. Yeah. yeah. It's just like getting up for work three hours early. Mm. It's fun to do, so yeah. when well, we do it. <laughs> well, cool. Hey Thanks guys. for joining us. So we've been yeah, struggling with our vlogs. Oh, it's <laughs> good to get you back sometime as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd be happy to come back. So uh, we'll see when there's room in the schedule. I think you have quite a few volunteers for this season. Yeah, we have some open episodes though. This video started playing on my computer. <laughs> and then, of course, um, eventually there'll be season five and beyond. Mm-hmm. Beyond. There's nothing nope. beyond season five. Oh, kidding. It's the end of history. <laughs> yeah, it's the end of history. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> okay, well, that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with the long night, but until then... Goodbye. Be seeing you. Bye. Stroke off. Goodbye. Hiya, Bobby. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world. Laughing plastic. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair. Undress me everywhere. Imagination. Life is your creation. Come on, Let's go party.
getting started. Oh, I love you, Ken. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast.